0: What's going on, my people? This is Billy the Unstoppable BA. This is Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. On this episode, I have a young guy, 36 years old, Phil Green from San Diego, California. And when I tell you this guy is on a trajectory right now to just go to the moon, I'm not kidding. He started off less than six years ago, and today this dude's pulling in, you know, seven figures net net every three months. He is crushing it. He's got a full blown brokerage company. He's got a full blown investment company. He has a full-blown construction company. He has multiple, multiple units in his uh, investment portfolio that he manages positive cash flow each and every month. He's a go-giver. He breaks down how he goes about hiring. If you are looking to scale, you're going to want to definitely listen to this phone call, to this podcast that we did. If you're looking to get into the business, he gives you free resources, stuff you're not even going to have to freaking pay for to go out there and locate. The stress property owners like the guy's a giver we wrapped for about 45 50 minutes and he is uh he's a calm individual you're gonna realize when i when i had this conversation with him i brought my my personality style down a little bit because he's a very calm cool collective guy and uh but he is when i tell you a wealth of information it, it's it's amazing how far he has come over the short period of time himself and his two brothers uh, after being in this business for only six years, I've gone. So enjoy this podcast people. And I will catch you on the next one. Remember any of the resources that you want to hit us on any of the tools, tips, tricks, strategies, and secrets that I've used or my people use that are on this show and everybody on the show is unstoppable. You can go to Billy's We're going to be putting everything on there. All the links of the stuff that you guys can tap in and utilize it's uh, it's there, my gift to you. There's links, there is information. Remember, you're not gonna get to where you wanna go unless you do things differently. And that means implement and execute like a freaking animal. Enjoy it. Welcome to Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My name is Billy Alvaro, AKA The Unstoppable VA. Former billion dollar mortgage banker, gone bankrupt, turned professional real estate investor where each week you'll learn the tools, strategies, systems and secrets myself and other highly successful real estate investing entrepreneurs use to start, grow and scale their businesses, creating massive profits and how you can too. And we'll teach you how to put those profits to work so you no longer have to. Get ready to finally experience financial freedom and generational wealth. Now let's get started. All right, welcome back, everybody. My name is Billy Alvaro. This is Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth, and you know, you you hit two key points there. So you you said the word chameleon, and in sales, I think you know you don't you're not going to be a fraud, but you really do need to morph yourself into the individual that you're speaking with, because we all know people like doing business, but people like themselves, and people like people like themselves. And so if you're going to go in on an appointment, I don't care what you're selling, what position you're in. You have to be able to connect with the people on their level, whether you have to bring yourself up, bring yourself down or go sideways. doesn't mean you're changing your core belief system, but it means you have to morph into and become that chameleon to connect. And when you're able to connect on a deep level and you're able to get them to know, like, and trust you, and you're listening intently to figure out what it is that you need to, because they'll tell you how to sell them, what you need to do to close. They'll always tell you if you ask questions and then shut the fuck up and listen. And that's magic when it happens because you could go in as your guys are doing, which it's, it's fucking unreal that you can close 10 out of 10. Those are like ridiculous, and I know it doesn't happen all the time, but if you have that ability and you're listening to your client and you're asking the right questions, Phil, I mean, you could do it. And that other thing that you said, which is key, which you got, to, I think we had a phone call about this two years ago. All my guys in the office about four or five years ago, we have where every appointment they go on, they wear the watch and it is a recording device, not like a cell phone. And every We mandate every single appointment gets recorded. And so for a couple of reasons, one, Training purposes. If they have a great call, we could utilize it for training. If we have a bad sales call they go to the house, we could utilize it for training purposes. And the third reason really is compliance reasons. I never want my guys to go in and bait and switch or say something that's not right because it's a reflection of the business. And so you have to have these mechanisms that keeps everybody, I guess, above board. Make sure that everybody's doing things the right way, and if if you police it the right way, and I hate to use the word police, but if you police things the right way, and everybody's aware of it, good things come about. So I'm glad you're, you've leveraged that, and it's uh, it's working out for you because it's a it's a great tool, dude.
1: It's incredible. I've actually shared it with like five others, but I did give you credit, so don't worry. <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Thank you, my man. So so take me back. So you're you convince your brothers, you're the sales guy. Let's Green Brothers. Let's get into this business. What happens? Did you start on the brokerage side? Did you start on the investment side? Like, take us through that.
1: So we started on the brokerage side and we knew that that would allow us to earn income. You know, as you're doing transactions and you're making money, out here the average property is 600 grand. So you actually make a lot of money at 3%. Sure. That's an $18,000 check. That's pretty good money. <laughs> so as we acquired money, we were able to use that money to you know advertise, go after deals on the investment side and then also flip homes. So it helped us obviously grow the flipping business.
0: Yeah, it fueled your growth.
1: It did. It really did. And we found some investors along the way that just, you know, believed in us and they helped us too. And from there, we were able to just start to really buy in volume. And we really found ways in the beginning of the business to get deals in a less expensive way. For example, about 50% of our deals up until last year came directly from just talking to real estate agents. Yeah, so that, to I don't, agents. I don't,
0: I don't want that to anybody to miss that. So, I'm a big proponent of marketing. You know, marketing is a lifeblood of a business. But what you just said is ringing true with a lot of people out there, especially me. You need to have, you need to affiliate yourself with other agents. So, what was your process to do this? Because I, I know what it is, but I want everybody else to hear what you did. Because you have a pretty dialed in process for getting deals from agents. I remember you guys doing a presentation about this at CG.
1: We did, but we first started, it was literally as simple as we sent an email once a week saying, hey, look, agents, we're a cash buyer. We'd love for you to represent us. We're interested in buying anything you have that's a fixer, anything that could use some work, having trouble selling on the MLS, You know, are there any issues, You know, tenants don't want to leave, whatever the situation is where a cash offer would be favorable, we'd love to be your buyer and we'd love for you to represent us. So as a real estate agent, I knew how this was like. I was thinking, wow, if I had a cash buyer reach out to me and say, hey, I'd want you to, you to represent me and I get to double end the deal, that's a lot of money. So a lot of agents are like, wow, this is, this is exactly who I want to hear from. They want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And that's how we started off. Then it went from phone calls to properties on the MLS. Then it went from agents we'd know we'd send texts to. And we just kind of grew it from there and it grew organically. We were at the RIAS every month. We'd meet them at their events. They have happy hours, brokerage events. We'd show up once a month with pizza. we become the premier investor. And it just grew. It took off.
0: Did you have to do anything other than just giving them both sides of the deal? Because I'm sure there's a lot of other guys out there that are have that similar model. I'm going after the realtors. I'm going to try to get them in bed with me. Anything else you had to do that was special? Were you cutting them in on, on part of the profits? Were you giving them an, an extra spiff on the deal? Like Anything like that?
1: you know in such a hyper competitive market that we have we didn't need to a couple guys had offered that i think the relationship was more important than anything if those mm-hmm. agents knew at the end of the day that you really were going to go in there provide a cash offer and actually make it happen and not run away like a lot of investors do mm-hmm. um that's all they wanted because they wanted to look good with their seller client they wanted to be able to go mr client I've got a real buyer. Here's your offer. Not as high as you wanted at five. It's actually at 450, but it's a good good deal and it's going to close. And this thing hasn't sold for six months for a reason. We know you know it needs a lot of work. But we can make this happen. Let's get this done and let's get you moved out of state where you want to go.
0: And I think in the end, yeah. That's what they want. They want they they want want to move the product. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so most of these deals, Phil, were you coming in and renovating? Or were you wholesaling some of these deals? Were you locking them up and then flipping them over the back end?
1: We wholesaled occasionally, but from what we'd seen, the majority of people out here were renovating and then selling. So at that time, we didn't know any better. We just figured, okay, let's renovate and sell. <laughs> that was a lesson we had to learn. Oh, man, contractors, they, they're something. The first contractor's like, oh, yeah, I'll do a great job. Just pay me 50% now. And halfway through the job, we're like, oh, cool, we'll pay you. Well, after that last 50% went to him, he disappeared.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, typical contract. And I guess that's what forced you get to get into your own contracting business, which yep. I want to touch on, not just yet, but you know, it, it happens to a lot of us. We get in the rehab business, we start doing it. We realize it's a bottleneck dealing with these freaking contractors and it forces us to go out and start our own contracting business. So I don't want this to slide by people's heads. Fill one out, how much money did it take you to market to these realtors to drive in this business? Email's free. Phone calls yeah. are free, cost you a couple of hours with pizzas.
1: Yeah, it's very, very cheap, couple hundred bucks. Up until this day with all the expensive channels we'll advertise towards the agents with Facebook, every social media platform. We even send them mailers and gifts now. We're still not over a thousand dollars a deal on ads.
0: Wow. They're the cheapest
1: it, source in the whole business.
0: And what percentage of your portfolio that you do now annually comes from realtors versus offline marketing?
1: Prior to COVID, it was still close to 50%. It's become a little bit less than COVID because I think a lot more sellers have just reached out to us directly just because mm-hmm. it's remote. So we're, we're closer to like a little over 60% now. Um, but I think after COVID goes away, you know, in the next year or so, it'll go back to that state where they have the agents and the agents and bring the deals to us. Yeah. I've just noted because everyone out here is, is remote, like we just got put in a lockdown. The homeowners have been just going directly to us now, you know, online. So there's a little bit of a change, but it's, it's 50%, I would say, in general out here in this market. And it's amazing. I know.
0: That's amazing, Phil, because a lot, of, a lot of people out there, you know, they and I was one of them, for years, it was just all about direct marketing. And I know marketing is part of your business as well, but to hear that you're getting 50% of your business and it's only costing you about $1,000 per deal, amazing. It's, so if you're listening and you're a new guy or girl getting into this business, you're just starting to get going, and you're saying, I have no money, how do I get deals done? Well, listen, telemarketing to vacant houses, if you can track them down, is a way to do it. And building relationships with realtors and letting them know that you're a real guy or girl that can go out there and perform and close on these properties. Even if you think you're going to wholesale it, you can then partner up with somebody who is the money guy, the rehab person, and just make a small fee. Even if it's $5,000 that you're twisting this property over, be the guy who has a relationship with realtors. You built, it sounds like you've built and started this whole investment company on that model.
1: We did. We just didn't know any better. We were realtors originally and we saw that we had deals and other friends of ours had deals and they're like, hey, aren't you guys buying deals cash now? We're like, yeah. Like, well, we'd love to sell you one. Could I represent you? Of course. It just kind of happened organically. We didn't know any better. It's crazy. That's just how we figured everybody else did it. And then we found out that really no one was even looking at this channel.
0: It's It's crazy. And just it's the most that. it's the most obvious evidence channel <laughs> out there, <laughs> and people just overlook it. You know, and I I've, i I'm going to be honest. I've said it a couple of times on my other radio show that it's hard dealing with realtors because the properties are already on the market. You're going to think that people are going to get retail, and over the last couple of years, I've realized because of guys like you, it is a very good resource to hit, especially if you could if you build that relationship and you build that trust with the realtors. They'd rather instead of going out and showing this property 40 or 50 times, they'd rather make one phone call know that you're gonna perform, close on it, and actually take the property down. Like that's the biggest thing you have to take away from this. If you say you're gonna do the deal, do the deal and perform. Because if you say it, and you ruin the relationship with this person, your word is like garbage on the street.
1: Exactly, it's the most important thing to us. To this day, if we, now that we're big enough, if we say we're gonna take it at a certain price, and it's above, Know, we're even comfortable we'll still take it because the relationship is more important to us than in one deal yeah it really is and i guess when you first start off that's way different but at this point we're able to do that we're very fortunate i would say another thing too is on the mls like our average property price is obviously probably higher than most of the country at 600 but if a property is listed at seven and it's overpriced and no one's writing any offers and it's sat there for six months i mean we're buying that property at least a hundred thousand less so just because it's listed at seven, don't be afraid to write an offer at 575 or call the agent and say, hey, can you write one for me and present it? You know, our state, we're allowed to double end. I know some states are not. Mm. They'll present that to that homeowner and they might take it. And they just got the job transfer approved that very month and they need to be in Florida, you know, by the mm-hmm. 1st of January, whatever the situation is. Yeah, They're done, they're moving on. Mm. So yeah. many times that happens and people don't realize that that one that's sitting there overpriced that's the best opportunity. You just gotta go write
0: an offer on it. Look, you're not gonna get a deal unless you write an offer. That's the exactly. bottom line. You have to be writing offers all day, every single day. The more offers you make, the more deals eventually you're gonna get. You gotta talk to people, you gotta make offers, and you gotta get contracts in. And you know, I, I speak about a lot about the seller continuum, like the pain points, and whether it's it's direct to consumer or what you're saying, dealing with sellers that are on the, on the MLS. If you make an offer early on, they're asking 700, and their pain point is here because they have nine months to move. The, the move isn't happening with the business for nine months. Their pain level is right here. It's on the left-hand side. But as time goes by, that pain threshold starts to increase. And if you just make that one offer and don't follow up, have a good follow-up system, and you forget about it, six, nine months later, a guy like Phil's going to come in. It's like, shit, this property has been sitting for six months, nine months. I'm going to make a low-ball offer. And if that pain threshold is tilting to the other end, those sellers just might bite. I've gotten deals like that off market, on market, where I said, didn't think they would ever go for it. But when there's enough pain and you hit them at the right time frame, deals happen. Magic happens.
1: They do. And even the ones like you said, the go off market, the expired listings and the for sale by owners, and we get a handful of those mm-hmm. every month. Those for sale by owners, a lot of them just had a really bad experience with a realtor in the past, mm. and they don't care. They'll sell it for 10, 20% below market as long as they don't have to deal with a realtor. It's, it doesn't make sense, but they're happy. So you, you're a great source too.
0: Give me a snapshot, Phil, of what your business looks like now. So you have brokerage. How? What kind of size is your brokerage? How many deals a year are you doing? And then your investment p- company and then the, the contracting company. Just give us an overview. So
1: our brokerage today has roughly, give or take, probably 35 to 40 agents at any time. Uh, we do anywhere between four to 500 buyer seller transactions. We're one of the top five groups here. Amazing. Um, in San Diego, our construction groups got probably, we probably have 25 full crews working. Um, this month we purchased 25 homes that we're renovating.
0: That's on the investment side of the business. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing.
1: And yeah, we're, we're. Launching our full-blown property management company now, too, just because we have enough rentals and enough business where it makes sense, enough clients that are begging us to manage their properties because everything else we've done for them, we've done so well. They're like, we just want you guys to manage our properties for a while. They're like, no, we don't even want that business. But You're forced um, to now open up a business. We've got to take it for ourselves just because our own assets are there, too, and, and it's really difficult to find somebody reliable. So we're now well, launching that, too. And Airbnb is our newest business, and it's doing extremely well out here.
0: You know, you and I spoke about that a few months ago. That business is doing good for you, huh? Oh, it's blowing up. There's nothing quite like it. Are you concerned that they're changing the regulations in certain in certain um, towns and municipalities that they're like, look, we don't want these weekly rentals happening. We just want them to go monthly or quarterly. Are you concerned about that at all? We are. So there's two different ways we buy. Um, which
1: helps us prevent against that risk. Number one, we only buy Airbnbs where we can add a second or third unit so that it could actually cash flow positive or better as a regular rental. Mm. So we have a strategy If Airbnbs were ripped away from us tomorrow and made illegal in the whole entire city. We could switch right over to a regular rental model and at least break even. And out here in San Diego, I mean, Every 10 to 15 years, property doubles in appreciation alone. So Crazy. we know we'd be okay in a worst case scenario. And then, secondly, we're now looking at purchasing with the situation going on. A lot of these small and medium, you know, hotels, Motel Sixes, they're not going to be around. So we want to buy stuff in the hotel zoning, which isn't subject to that kind of regulation. You're allowed to run an Airbnb and then remodel them, turn them into little Airbnbs, you know, throw a pool in the middle of the Motel Six area, make it. Each room themed differently, give it this Airbnb feel. And it's in a hotel zoning, which they can't make it illegal. Brilliant. So that's word, to do.
0: Brilliant. That's absolutely a brilliant freaking idea right there. How'd you come mm-hmm. up with that one? Was that you or one of your brothers? It
1: was a combination of this, actually. Um, we've seen uh, what it looks like there's going to be a fall in the commercial side. We're already seeing yeah. office and retail having issues out here and we're hearing from, uh, actually we just got an email with a Vegas hotel trying to sell, somebody said they wanna sell no. it to us. Yeah, we're cracking up, we're like, it's coming. And we're we're hearing from just the commercial reps that we work with out here, like, yeah, it's coming. There's gonna be a lot of opportunity.
0: Phil, take me through, how did you, in, in the five years, I'm still, I'm amazed at how you and your brothers have grown this, this company with all these tentacles. How, what do you think the secret is to your growth and really when i i'm going to use the word control when i say controlled growth i mean controlled in such a way where this thing is not a beast where it's out of control and shit's just going awry like there's a lot of companies that have ridiculous growth and internally it's a fuck up of a mess you guys have your shit together what's the secret to your success
1: i think the secret is really we care really deeply about our people Every single person that works with us, we put a plan together for them to either pay off their debt when they first come in and to help them grow their wealth. Every employee in our company, we help them try to buy a house every year and add an one to their investment portfolio if they already live in one. But if they don't buy a house that they can live in, they can call their own, you know, below value. We renovate it to whatever they like and get them in there and to grow. And I think And people see that, they go, this is different. You know, this isn't your typical company where, you know, you're just trying to do what benefits you and take, take, take. You're trying to help me. And they see that we invest in their education and we're constantly putting new opportunities where they can grow. We build out a plan for them. I just sat down with one of my sales guys who's in a little bit of debt and we built a mint.com, which is a free account. He knows exactly what he spends monthly. He knows how much he's making. He's doing really well. He's making like 12 to 15K a month. And he, he owes, I think, he has about 4K a month. So he knows in six months, he's going to have enough money for a down payment. He can buy his first property and he built a 10-year plan to be financially free. So we really go above and beyond, I think, what most guys do to help our people grow. And we have very little turnover. Nobody wants to leave because they're happy. You know, we have unlimited PTO. We really try to make sure that you enjoy what you do and you feel like you're part of the company.
0: It's amazing. It's amazing how when you give and you really do care about the people who work for you, how you it you it comes back to you tenfold without you even asking for it. How many employees do you have in all the companies combined? What's the total number?
1: Shoot, right now employees probably
0: And when I say employees, something. I'm gonna I'm gonna and say And there's maybe, quite a lot of
1: 1099s. Yeah, 1099s
0: yeah I'm gonna say so. those those as well, like total teammates, employees, 1099, um, the whole thing.
1: Well with the construction crews obviously we have hundreds of guys that are 1099s. Um, on that Jesus side, but but on the employee side in the thirties,
0: it's amazing. And, yeah. and with this whole process that you, that you have now with, you know, educating your, your, your people and showing them how to get out of debt. I'm sure it didn't start off that way. When did that evolution start to happen? Like at what point in your business did you say, you know what, we're going to start doing this for the people that are inside our company? You know,
1: I guess I was, I was raised with a growth mindset so my whole life i've read self-help books and that's just kind of who we are my brothers are too so from the very get-go we've always i think hired like-minded people and just from the very get-go when someone joins our company the training program you go through you've got five growth self-help books you've got to get through your first four to eight weeks so i think it's just the kind of people that are attracted to our culture Mm. and we're constantly willing to learn I mean, shoot, we could have our janitor could come in my mm-hmm. office tomorrow and tell me I'm doing this wrong and the company's running wrong and we need to fix this. And he's he's allowed to do that. We actually encourage it. We reward Open it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think because of that, you never get too far away from where you, you end up. Like I, I know what's going on in most departments. You know, people are empowered to come and tell you, hey, Phil, like you guys are losing money over your I saw this happened. And I just want to let you know, like, like this, this is sort of set me if I own the company, I go, thank you so much for showing us. We had no idea that this vendor isn't even doing what they're supposed to be doing. Let's get this fixed. You know, how would you like to fix it? And let them do it. I think yeah. people love that. They, they feel like, wow, I can make a difference.
0: And that's the secret right there. You're empowering your people. You're not coddling them. You're not dictating to them. You're empowering them. You're asking them, they're coming to you with problems and you're asking them to solve it. And then guess what they're doing? They're fucking solving the problems, man. Yeah. It's a beautiful it. thing. And they love it. They love it. Yeah. You're a solid human being, brother. So let me ask you this now. With with the the business, the way it's structured, like, and I just want to go back now on the marketing end. You talked about driving in business through realtors. You also talked about your hiring process with the people that are coming in. Tell tell the people out there that are listening, because I know what kind of hiring you Put your people through? Like, how robust is the process to come into your business? Like, the levels and the testing that they have to go through. What does that look like? I know you are smirking. They can't it's, see it in front of the podcast because it's intense. It's a gauntlet.
1: It is. And we put them through quite a few personality assessments, four to five interviews. We're really protective of our culture. And the reason being is we're going to invest so much in every person that comes to our company. We want to see you grow, you know, not just personally, financially, I mean, just all around, mm. you know, we encourage people to go spend even unlimited PTO time, go spend time helping, you know, go give back to the community, whatever it is, if there's a a nonprofit that's really important to you, you know, we want to help you support it, we'll throw a donation there, you know, annually to it. So we're, we're all about helping people grow and become a better person. So we're very protective of who we bring in, because we're going to invest a lot into you. So, I mean, the personality assessments we put you through, it's rigorous. It is. Um, I've seen it. People, when, people, when people go through it all, they can't believe it. They go, we've never been through anything like this. <laughs> I actually had a recruiter. She, uh, She's really awesome. She just joined us. She's like, yeah, I, I belong to one of the big firms, and they don't even do what you guys are doing. I was yeah. like, Really? She's like, yeah, I, I think you could build a recruiting company. I was like, oh no, there's a rabbit hole. <laughs> Phil,
0: I, I was blown away. Like, I have a pretty cool, what I think, hiring process. And when I, and people are like, my God, I can't believe the way you hire and the edge you put out and the hoops you have to jump through. And I was feeling myself. I was like hitting my chest. I saw your process about seven, eight months ago. I nearly had a fucking heart attack. I was like, holy shit. I have nothing put together compared to Phil. Like you have your shit dialed in more than I've ever seen a company have their employee hiring process dialed in. It was, and who was the gentleman who did the presentation? It was a young guy. Yeah, it was Eric. Eric. And h- him and I. Stun- are, we're, yeah, you know, like obsessive. Yeah, obsessive to the nth degree. But I got to tell you, it is yeah. a system that, if it's if you could invest the time on putting something like this together to take them through this rigorous process of vetting them and personality profile tests and the face-to-face interviews and the multiple interviews, you're really gonna get a quality person that's gonna stick with your business. And I'm sure you have people that wash out because listen, you're not gonna be perfect with everything, but your pull-through ratio and your stick ratio with people who stay in your company over the five or six years, I'm sure is extremely high compared to the average companies.
1: It's extremely high in our industry. We actually keep track I mean, a lot of people just have never left and they've continued to grow and rise up in the company.
0: It's crazy. Have you, have you guys, um, and I don't want to divulge what it is, but you you have a very high dollar amount per head inside your business. I remember one of the presentations you did at CG where the revenue per employee is extremely high compared to a lot of the average companies out there. Is it because of this whole training process you put them through?
1: It is, and it's, it's also because well, I think we pay a lot more than the industry average. So, if you went to our top ten competitors out here and you looked at any position of any person we have in our company, we pay significantly more. Mm. but we we expect more. and I think we get the top one percent in the market because we do that. I mean, if we're willing to pay you more and you're an engineer or a developer or a recruiter or whatever your role is from outside the industry, and we're paying you more than that those industries are willing to pay. And we can get you over, and you're the top one percent. You know, you're going to produce. You're going to give us exceptional results. And in a system that's so well dialed in that we currently have, and we weren't always there. It took us a while to get there. But when you bring someone in that's that talented, they give you results that you never thought were possible. That's what we've learned.
0: Yeah, Um, but you were so like calm manner. I feel like I have to bring myself that I'm actually being a chameleon right now interviewing you. I'm bringing (laughs) calm Billy to this whole conversation. (laughs) So so let me, let me pick your brain about this. Now I want to go through, I want to get to the guys and girls who are starting off because we hit a lot of different points. And I know I wanted to, I wanted people to get a diverse sense of who Phil Green is because you are just, you're an incredible human being. Let's, let's help some guys and girls out there who are starting out Don't have the money we touched on, you know, doing the realtor business. What other ways could they generate leads that's productive that they can say, you know what, this is something I could hit on that's going to that I could see myself making some money with, whether it's a telemarketing type of thing or a stealth thing on finding people like what do you have up your sleeve for that, that you can add some value to the people listening?
1: So if I was brand new today and I didn't have a dollar in my bank account, I think I would start off with one talking to agents because they can bring a deal to you with very little cost at all. You just got to show up to these events or, or give them a call. Number two, I think a really powerful way, and we still do it. We have two full-time drivers in our county um, driving for dollars. You know, if you know, these are the top three neighborhoods where the largest amount of investment purchases, and there's tons of fixers or abandoned homes or vacant homes and just a lot of room to improve. And you'll see guys renovating homes out there. You'll know it's one of those neighborhoods. hmm and if you don't have the data, or you can't, you know, buy a service that can show you the data like PropStream or any of those ones they have, um, I would I would give those houses a call. I think you'll be really surprised how often they'll say, "Oh yeah, I got I get a hundred mailers, but I don't get a call very often." Mm-hmm. And and I think that works, and it still works. It works in our markets. So I know it works in most markets of the country because it's
0: it, it incredibly works in my market. competitive here. Uh, it's exactly it how I started. I started off that way when I was piss broke and and fourteen million dollars in debt. I didn't have any money, but I had the time and that's exactly what I did. I drove for dollars and it was a lot tougher back then because you know, 14 years ago, 12 years ago, they didn't have the technology that they have today. And so it was very laborious trying to find out who the owners were of these properties and how to get their telephone numbers and how to skip trace them. And now it's a couple of clicks of a button. You can sit in front of somebody's house with a phone, for Christ's sake, take a picture and it tells you exactly who the homeowner is, the telephone number, if it's an estate, if it's a for- probate, if it's a foreclosure, like mm-hmm. touch of a button. But you had prior to the call, you were like, look, I have some ways, I'm like freeways. If somebody's like just starting out, they have not a dollar to that. They can't afford prop stream with deal machine. They can't afford anything. What are some of the things they can do to locate these sellers?
1: So, what I would do is I would just take an Excel sheet on like Google Drive. So, it's in the cloud. You can use it and just type in each address. And if you just jump on a site like uh, fastpeoplesearch.com, mm-hmm. it's, it's free. and It's actually 95% as good as the majority of skip trace systems that'll charge you a dollar a skip trace. No shit. Absolutely, absolutely free. You could start today guaranteed if you went after a hundred of those in your market you'd get a few
0: and, and so they're going to give you what email addresses they'll give you person's names cell phone numbers they'll give you all that shit
1: they will give you the cell phone number it's pretty crazy no that's really shit. what you want because you can just call them right then and there
0: and what was that email what was that website address again i'm going to put it in was the show notes fast people, search.com. Fast people search.com. so if you're out there listening I don't want to hear any complaints. I don't have any money. I just filed bankruptcy. I'm living in my mother's basement. I have nothing going on. Listen, you're going to have to shell out a couple of hours of your day. You're going to have to start driving for dollars. And then you're going to go to fastpeoplesearch.com. The shit is free. Phil's giving you like a little gift. If you're starting out and you have money, you can go to any one of these other companies and pay for the service. But if you're lacking the money, don't use that as a fucking excuse for not getting going. If you want to become unstoppable in this real estate investment world and you want to create serious wealth, you got to do things that other people are unwilling to do. That means work like a fucking dog in the beginning and work your tail off until you start bringing it into business and still don't stop working. Phil, how many hours a week now are you still working? Seriously.
1: 50 to 60. I've actually toned it down a little. So 10 to 12 hour days.
0: And you don't have to by any means. You have a staff that's running shit for you. I'm thinking you're doing it. The reason like I do it is because I love what I do. It ain't work.
1: Yeah. I mean, you don't, I don't think I've taken a paycheck in a while. I just do what I love and I love what I do. So <laughs> I'm mean, having <I've> fun. <laughs> People are weird. They're like Sunday night. You're sitting there. You can't wait till Monday. Cause you just can't wait to start working. I'm like, I, I love what I do.
0: Yeah. We're addicts, Phil. We're addicts on growth. We're addicts on building things. We love that challenge of going out there and make things happen. And You know, look, if if you're in the San Diego area and you have this bug, like you want to be an entrepreneur, but you're afraid, I would say become an entrepreneur. If you have what it takes, go see Phil and his company because they're looking to hire top quality individuals. And if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, you come see me. I'm not looking for any employees. I'm looking for partners to come in, entrepreneurs that we can take in underneath our wing, help you grow as we help you grow. Bottom line, everybody wins.
1: We do. and Right now, I think we have seven open positions and a new class of 10 coming first of the year. Yeah. And we do it. joint ventures. We do everything, Billy. Yeah, you know, If there's an opportunity to win, we,
0: we're interested. I love it, Phil. Listen, brother, you've been uh, very kind with your time. I know you're extremely busy, as am I. If people want to check you out, follow you, get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you, Phil?
1: I'll, I'll shoot you a, a, a link on our site and they can reach out that way and you can
0: put in the show notes. Perfect. You don't want to speak about it? You don't want to give anybody? <laughs> um, I'm not <laughs> sure they find, what the best they find, way can find, be. Can they find you online, like you have social media? It,
1: it, would, literally go, it would Literally go to all of our assistants, so I was going to figure out a way for it to go directly to me. I get uh, it. I, uh, I don't filter any of that stuff anymore. Um, let me find...
0: What's your, uh, what's your website address of your main company?
1: It's iBuySD.
0: iBuySD.com. So, Phil, I'm going to have in the show notes how to get in touch with Phil after the fact. Because I know he has like 15 assistants and he's just, you know, the type of guy that just has everybody do everything for him these days.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, the truth is they're actually better
0: than me. So as you can yeah. tell,
1: I, everything I have to remember is right here.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's, that's a key takeaway, guys. If you're in that growth mode and you're trying to scale your business, you know, the, the key takeaway to that is surround yourself with good people, train them the right way, have a good hiring process, and then let them grow. Let them do their thing. Phil's out out there. He has multiple people running multiple businesses. And I guess your role now is you're the visionary. You're running and and visioning the whole company. Who's your operator? Who's running all the businesses? Eric. Eric. Got it. You guys are a great team, bro. Listen, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. I I appreciate you coming on, bro. You're one of my first five. You're like, I popped my cherry with the first five. It's kind of weird. I popped my cherry with with five dudes. <laughs> and uh you were one of the first five and i appreciate you i reached out for a reason because you you are a special human being you're a young dude and you're doing some really exceptional things dude five and a half six years what you've grown i'm i'm curious to see how this how far you're going to go and what the next 10 to 15 years brings for you bro because you're on you're on a roll and i wish you nothing but the absolute best
1: thank you billy i really appreciate it man that's awesome absolutely
0: absolutely bro so and i did actually you come up- what's that
1: I did come up with my Facebook would be the best. They can go directly to me on either Messenger. and It's just Phil Green, San Diego. Pretty easy to find.
0: Yeah, that's it, my man. Thank you so much, brother. Have a great one, and I'll see you again. Thanks, Billy. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Unstoppable Real Estate Investing Wealth. My mission is to give you, my listeners, the blueprint for success, the insider secrets for starting, growing, and scaling your real estate investing business so you can experience and live the unstoppable lifestyle. I've made it simple for you. To catapult yourself to success, go to billiessecrets.com That's B-I-L-L-Y-S secrets.com. There you will find every single tool, tip, trick, strategy, system, and secret used to make millions of dollars as a real estate investor. Everything my team uses and my guests use all in one place for you to tap into so you can start, grow, and scale your real estate investing business. I really hope you implement what you're learning. I hope you utilize these tools, tips, tricks, strategies, and secrets, and I hope to see you on the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye.